0: What's up, Tech fans? It's Cody, and this is another episode of On the Fence. On this episode, we talk about the debacle that was the Ole Miss Midweek Series. Buckle up and get ready. It's going to be a wild ride. As we start this recap, I guess we might as well just rip off the Band-Aid and go with what Tech's record is for this Midweek Series. But there's some questions. Did Tech finish 1-1 with an asterisk? 1-0 and with a no decision and a win? or 2-0 with two wins over the Ole Miss Rebels. I guess we'll have to wait to see what the non-caring athletics association, otherwise known as the NCAA, has to say when they put down their two cents about this debacle that happened in Oxford. But before I jump headfirst into Wednesday night's game, let's go over Tuesday night's win. On Tuesday night, David met Goliath at Swayze Field, with Ole Miss bringing in 10,000 fans. However, the Dogs won 6-5, while getting eight, t- eight hits, committing one error, Ain't letting Ole Miss get 15 hits. The Rebels left 13 on base and struck out 12 times, tying a season high. Early on in the game, it seemed like Ole Miss had all the momentum, as they scored one run in each of the first four innings. But shout-out to Coach Fouts and the pitching staff, as they did a great job limiting the damage and not allowing Ole Miss to get on a roll and blow the game wide open. Also, another key stat about this game, the pitching staff allowed zero home runs, which is something Ole Miss is not used to as they've hit at least one in, in six of their previous seven games. As we now jump into the stats, one thing that, that stands out to me is, is that transfers really made a difference in this game, both on the pitching side and on the offensive side. Speaking of pitching, the starter, Greg Martinez, went three innings with seven strikeouts and allowing three runs. Isaac Crabb came in, in relief for one inning and got one strikeout and had an earn, unearned run. Jonathan Fitcher came in for his bullpen day and went one inning with one hit and two strikeouts. Landon Tompkins got the win on the night, going three innings with three hits and one earned run. And then Ethan Bates came in in the ninth and got the save, getting one strikeout. On the offensive side of the ball, transfers Brody Drost, Dalton Davis, and Will Safford were the big highlights. With Brody having a three-run bomb and two walks, Dalton Davis extending his hitting streak and getting the RBI single in the seventh inning to break the tie, and Will Safford, of course, hitting his double off the wall for the first hit of the year and giving the Bulldogs their first two runs of the game. Also on the hitting side, Adarius Myers went two for three. Now for the highlights of Tuesday night's game. The Dogs were hitless through four and a third innings until back-to-back walks to George Corona and Adarius Myers put two on base. Jonathan Hogert came up and did what he does best and worked a 10-pitch at bat leading into a single to load the bases. Will Safford came up clutch with a double off the right center field wall to cut the lead to two making it 4-2 Ole Miss. Then there was a bullpen call. After the call to the pin, Logan McLeod reached on a fielder's choice. And, of course, we all know what happens after that. Brody Dross goes deep to right to give the the Bulldogs a 5-4 lead. After that, Ethan Bates worked an eight-pitch walk, and Dalton Davis singled to extend his hitting streak. Going on to the seventh inning, Logan McLeod singled to left field on the first pitch. Brody Dross worked a a long at-bat and got a walk. Ethan Bates got screwed on a a batter's interference call, and then Dalton Davis came up clutch with an RBI single to left field to break the tie. Moving on to the end of the game, we saw Ethan Bates come in in the bottom of the ninth to close the game out. McCants got a walk, which led to Will Furness pinch hitting. With no outs and a heavy hitter up at bat, it looked like the Rebels were poised to tie the game up or even potentially win. But Ethan Bates works a a ground ball double play, and then strikes out Peyton Chatagnier on a filthy frisbee slider, to end the ball game, and the dogs win 6-5, to five as David takes out Goliath and shocks the nation. One last thing to mention about Tuesday night's game was the interference call on Ethan Bates that was literal bull. Even the ESPN announcer said it was horrible, as they watched the replay nine times. And were wondering why that call wasn't reviewed or even discussed. Just goes to show there's always something cooking with those SEC schools, especially when the smaller schools come into town. Now let's move on to Tarpgate otherwise known as the Wednesday night game. On Wednesday night, the Bulldogs looked to sweep the defending national champions at their home ballpark. Freshman Nick Fragnells got the start and had a hell of a performance. To get the scoring started, Ethan Bates hit a solo shot in the third inning to center field, giving the Dogs a 1-0 lead. And followed it up in the, in the fourth inning, Walker Birchford hit a two-run moonshot past the batter's eye to give the Dogs a 3-0 lead. Balls were flying out as both teams actually hit two home runs. Coming in in the bottom of the fourth, Kemp Alderman hit a solo shot to center field to cut the Bulldogs lead to 3-1. To Peyton Chatney followed that up with a two-RBI single to tie the game up. Then in the fifth inning, Ethan Grove hit a solo shot to give the, the Rebels a 4-3 lead. Going into the bottom of the seventh, Logan McLeod doubled, took third on a wild pitch. Ethan Bates, doing what he does best, got a sack fly to tie the game and Dalton Davis scored Brody draws to give Tech the lead. With George Corona up to bat with a 2-0 count and Dalton Davis at third with two outs, a lightning delay was implemented as there was lightning in the area around Oxford. This is where things get bad. Very, very bad. I've been around professional baseball most of my life, or at least organized baseball to that extent. Anytime there's ever been rain on a dirt ball field, I've always seen a tarp come out no matter what. For Ole Miss not to bring out a tarp and basically surrender the game, knowing that the NCAA had a rule, in fact, where they would win that game, is Bush League. It's immature, and it shows that Ole Miss is not a morally sound program, knew they were probably going to lose that game, found a way to get out, and use it to their full advantage knowing that the NCAA is probably going to back the Power Five defending national champions rather than stick up for the underdog little Louisiana Tech who has come in and embarrassed Ole Miss in two back-to-back days. For Coach Bianco and the Ole Miss administration to not accept Coach Burroughs' offer to come back and make up the game early the following week makes no sense. This game could potentially have huge effects in our postseason advance as we try to make a regional or even host a regional. Could a win against a number four Ole Miss boost Louisiana Tech into being the 16-seed regional, or could it it help us get into a regional at all? All these questions are really going to come into play towards the end of the season, and if Ole Miss is to blame, there's going to be a lot of unhappy fans in Ruston, and there's going to have to be a lot of questions from the NCAA and Ole Miss' administration for the lack of judgment and character that they've had in these decisions. Speaking of lack of judgment and character, let's talk about the Ole Miss fan base. Not only did they bully Louisiana Tech all over social media and just say, that's baseball, folks, get over with it and deal with it, they also made fun of Louisiana Tech's terrible tragedy with the tornado that that tore out our ball field and killed two people. For fans of a Division I professional Power 5-level team, to stoop that low as to make fun of our fans for sticking up for our team and what we believe in speaks volumes if you're that low and make that 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 kind of a low blow what else are you going to do it doesn't make any sense it makes you makes them look like a fool puts Ole Miss in a national spotlight, which is where they want to be. They want to be in that national spotlight. They're Ole Miss. We are defending national champions. But you know what they just showed? They showed their true colors, and they showed it to the world because 11.7 baseball covered it. ESPN baseball covered it. NCAA baseball covered it. The entire nation now knows that Ole Miss chickened out and did not want to finish the game against Louisiana Tech. They can try and say, oh, there was lightning and this, that, and the other, and there's not a lightning-proof tarp. I get that. But it's the fact that Bianco came out in the sixth inning, prolonged his meeting on the mound. There was already an incident at first base where one of their runners got thrown out because he couldn't get back to the bag because the dirt was already messed up because it had already been raining. And just the fact that Bianco would not let Burroughs get what, get what needed to happen and that game finish – Instead, Bianco was like, I'm going to take the win in the way that I know I can get it and leave, and we're not going to make this game up. This type of attitude kind of reminds me of Jay Johnson getting his butt handed to him by Louisiana Tech twice last year and telling Coach Burroughs and Baton Rouge that we won't see him very soon in the regular season because he's tired of us beating the snot out of him and making him look like a fool in his first year at LSU. Except Coach Burroughs came out today and said as long as he's a skipper of Louisiana Tech, we will not play Ole Miss in the regular season because we don't want to deal with the same crap we've had to deal with back-to-back times we've played them. If you had any doubts about this team or this coaching staff after this, this midweek series, they're gone. From Burroughs going on the media and showing the world what Louisiana Tech is and how we play, from the players showing out and being the dogs we know they are, Louisiana Tech's on the map, baby, and we're not going anywhere there was any high school recruits that were contemplating coming to Louisiana Tech, I believe that this midweek series just proved why Ruston's a great place to play ball. We got a great coaching staff. We got a great head coach. We got a great athletics department. We've got a great fan base. And we play a great brand of baseball. And I'm so dadgum proud of this team. Enough of me ranting, and raving. Let's get back to some stats about Wednesday night. I'm only going to go off the stats that happened with the official game stats. Well, air quote, official game stats. If the game gets changed, I'll, I'll revise this episode and ha- add the actual stats of the game. But I at least want to shout out the players that played and give them the credit that they deserve. Aside from Ethan Bates' solo home run and Walker Birchfield's two-run home run, Will Saffron and George Corona both recorded a double, with Corona also going two for two on the night, and Adarius Myers picking up a stolen base. Pitching for the Bulldogs was freshman Nick Fragnalls who I mentioned earlier. He went three innings, giving up three hits, Two runs, while getting two strikeouts and giving up three walks. Alex Sparks came in relief and went two-thirds of an inning, giving up two hits and one run and getting one strikeout. Ryan Harlan sadly got the loss, going one and one-third inning, giving up one run on one hit with two walks and strikeout. And Raleigh Hector also came in for one inning, getting one walk and one strikeout. While the official score of the game right now is four to three, old Miss, I still go back to the Dogs being up five to four in the top of the 7th with two outs and one man on with a 2-0 count. We'll see in the coming weeks if anything happens. I doubt it will, but there's always hope. For now, this is Cody. Really appreciate y'all listening to this podcast. I can't wait for the dogs to get back in the shack and play Northwestern this weekend and play some good old baseball because we know that vengeance is going to come back from Wednesday. So get ready for some great baseball this weekend. I can't wait, and go dogs. How about them dogs, baby? <laughs> but you know, you the cup